Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to a new fresh week of the Plant Based Morning Show. Last bit of February. I'm getting the mate crazy echo going on, Doug, out of your speakers. Um, yeah, last bit of February. Here we are. Uh, if you're listening live, actually no, if you're on Instagram or if you're on the podcast, I want you to remember that you can go to youtube.com slash athlete to get the full best version of the show, the, uh, the live experience, you get to interact, all that good stuff. Mr. Jeffrey's here bright and early. Good morning to you, Mr. Jeffrey. Um, I'm adding Doug to Instagram. We'll see what he's up to. Special treat today also, it's whiteout conditions. No memo was sent, but Doug and I are both wearing white. Uh, I think it's the first day in the history of the show we've both worn white on the same day, which is cool. It's a good look. It's clean. Clean, fresh. I know. I'm, I'm really feeling the white these days, Matt. The white is a good color. I was just thinking about that recently, that it might be my favorite color right now for just objects. Huh. Like if I'm going to get a pen or uh-huh. a, a, I don't know, a hat. You know, white, white is a nice color. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, as as everybody knows, I'm normally a flannel guy, mm-hmm. but uh, I've been kind of leaning into the white a little bit. I got a new white sweatshirt, got this white shirt, and I like it. it feels good. It's a, it's a bold move. It means you're committed to keeping your clothes clean, fresh. <laughs> any any dot would show, any mark. Um, so you got just you got. Which is actually actually the problem. Like you know, when I'm with the kids or whatever, I'm like. You know, I find myself kind of be like, "Don't touch me!" I, I just saw what you just touched with your hands. Right. Yeah, and I, yeah, that that's a little bit of a problem. So you have to be have to be aware of that, I guess. Yeah, it is. All right, people are putting they missed the memo. I thought we got in front of this by saying it, but apparently that doesn't work when people come just a minute or two late. They're writing about the white memo. So yes, we <laughs> Doug and I both were white today. Uh, all right, good. So um. Let's see. I've got, uh, I have only a quick thing. I made a good dinner last night from Serious Eats, and I even am going to share the link. Another perk of being in the live show, you get access to these links. Um, it was fava beans, and it's a, I've never made it before. It's called full medamas. I don't know how to say that. It's an Egyptian dish, which I figured would go well with uh, Greek things, and they even recommended a tomato and cucumber salad, which I also made. They linked to that. So it was a nice little weeknight dinner. Considering I've had trouble getting good dinners on the table recently on weeknights, felt like a big felt like a big victory to uh, to make something. It was actually very very quick to come together meal because I'd already made the fava beans, of course, Doug, over the weekend in a pot like I typically would make beans on the weekend. Of course, you'd always always make them fresh in a pot. Would always. never from a can. Nope, snobbery, complete bean snobbery. <laughs> um. I had I had white bean pasta dish last night as well. White bean pasta with uh, spinach and tomatoes, mm-hmm. a little bit of oil. It was very good. That is good. Uh, white beans are really good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of white, there you go. Speaking of white beans, white shirts. Mister Jeffrey or no, Allie points out that uh, it's not a great color for pizza or tacos, which <laughs> is a problem because it's those not. are my two favorite foods. But, yeah, uh, I get I spill food on any any shirt I will wear. It used to be just like if it was a brand new thing, I would I would do it. But now it's if anything's out of the wash, fresh, and then it went. Then it, now it's just anything. I just always spill food. Like I just, especially cooking, I just can't not get like an oil uh, splash onto my shirts. So I just soak them in the sink, and then and then that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. There's nothing worse than getting an oil stain on a shirt that you can't get out. No, it's, it or is pants, pair of pants, it's, it's even worse. hardening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you find, I mean, at least for me, I don't make a whole lot of effort with the clothes. And when I finally do, and I get a nice new shirt or something, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, I just hate that feeling. 
Uh, here's a plug for Nomad Athlete Radio. Justin um, Kerner says, Justin I just listened, just listened to NMA Radio episode before this, and I'm on Team Camp Beans. That's right. Me. There was a small debate on there about, uh, yeah. about that. The bigger debate was about alcohol or not alcohol, and that had followed up on the previous episode on the Outlier Health Podcast, which is what this show is a part of the, that new feed, um, where Matt Tolman and I discussed if alcohol has any place in a healthy lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was polarizing. People left comments on the YouTube thing saying, Matt Frazier, go back, listen to yourself, listen to these rationalizations you're making. <laughs> like it was like an intervention situation. So <laughs> really, I, yeah, I, I felt, I feel like I maybe gave the wrong vibe by being on the, on the, on the new athlete radio episode, like in the comment, they, no, they, they posted on the, the YouTube video, whatever YouTube video came after that, they posted on that uh -huh. and said, I listened to the NMA podcast because wow. that one's not a video. Mm. So, they, so they were, they were so moved. They had to go to YouTube and post. Um, so anyway, wow. I, was, I mean, uh, yeah, I wondered, I gave a, I guess I gave a strong impression. I gotta, I gotta listen to this. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I was just citing the blue zones, the blue zones, people, they're happy. They're healthy. They have a little bit of alcohol in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's enough evidence for me to say, this is, this doesn't scare me that this small amount. I know, mm -hmm. I know too much, obviously bad. Anyway, yeah. moving on. People don't like when we talk about alcohol, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone always comments about it. Um, yeah. I got something uh, something that I listened to today that I heard that it was kind of interesting. So I was in the car uh, on the way to drop uh, Eliza off at school. We were, you know, doing our little thing through the radio, trying to find a good Taylor Swift song. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the talk radio hosts was talking about, uh, they were having a debate on, they were talking about, all right, there's two women. They were saying, talking about their husband's snoring and, mm -hmm. uh, and how annoying it is and how it keeps them up at night. And then, um, and then one of them said, well, there's new research out that if you eat a healthy plant-based diet, which is something we covered, then yep. uh, you're, you'll snore less. I forget what the stats are, but you'll snore less, less sleep apnea, mm -hmm. all the stuff. We talked about it maybe Thursday, last Thursday. Sometime around then, yeah. And um, and you know, she said it, and then the other one just started laughing and was like, "Oh, my husband's the kind of guy who throws butter on a pop tart." And then the other one um, joked and said, "Yeah, there's no way I'm convincing my husband to go plant based." And they kind of laughed it off as like, "Oh, there's like, you know, there's just no way that that could ever happen." Right. You know, it's you we have this information and this is yeah, right, right, exactly. Like there's like impossible no that this could happen yeah and and you know and that's fine like it's probably what you'd expect right especially on a morning talk show morning mm -hmm. radio show but it just kind of like it like was clear to me it dawned on me that this is the problem right this is the big problem <laughs> is no matter how much research there is no matter how much kind of positive uh you know po positive gains you can get from switching to a plant-based diet like people are just gonna laugh it off as like this impossible thing that they're not. That there's yeah. no way that they're gonna do. Like I, I'm not even gonna talk to their husband about eating more plants or something like that and see right. if that helps. Right. Right. Like oh, it's just psh, we could never do that. And that's the problem. I think that that's like that's why it's so much more. Uh, you know, like it's so much easier to blame processed meats and say, oh, you know, that's that's not gonna do it, or processed vegan meats or whatever, and and or or be attracted to a keto or, or a carnivore diet because they're more familiar with the foods or it just sounds mm -hmm. more inviting. 
And the plant-based diet is never going to win if, if, that's, if this is the attitude that people have when they hear, you know, a, a study that could help them sleep better and help their lives better. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but, th but those people aren't really necessarily wrong for that, right? Like, like right. If, if you haven't really considered it before, the idea of giving up all meat and all dairy and all eggs is like, it, that is extreme, right? If, if it's just definitely, it would have been for me 20 years ago. If you told me that was where I'd be, I'd say, there's no way I'm ever going to do that. So I do understand where that comes from. I think the branding problem, I think the vegan diet needs to be rebranded. And, and I don't know if it ever will. Uh, a technological solution would fix it as well. Because you get the cultivated meat working and you can have that a little bit, but see if you have too much of that, it's going to also ruin the, ruin the effects. Um, yeah. I mean, you're not going to quit snoring if you're eating Right. Cultivated meat versus regular right. meat, right? And and I don't even know if that's true. If you if they made a super high tech plant based meat that wasn't cultivated, but you know, but somehow uh, you know tasted just like the real thing, that's probably not going to be healthy either. So there is, there, you know, it's just not going to happen. I think we've said this forever. The the plant forward diet, the flexitarian, Mediterranean, whatever, like that's probably what I think the limit of what people would do. Uh, a large number of people, number of people, so. We need a we need a better name for flexitarian. Like that, there needs to be something that means you eat meat sometimes when you really want it, but not all the time. But there's no name for that diet that I know of. About, I think people um, would say that's, that's something to strive for. Coolitarian. There, that'd be good. Gnarlytarian. Yeah, because then it sounds like it's awesome. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Good. Just great. <laughs> good, yeah. good positive spit on it. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Asks, what is it with American men that insist? that what you eat changes your manhood or obsession with manhood in general. Is that an American thing? I, I mean, I obviously know. it is, you know, to some degree, but like if that was the, if that was the case, then I mean, if it was just an American thing, then I think more men abroad would be vegan than they are. Yeah. And, and, and maybe there are more abroad, but I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't realize that was an American thing, but I don't know. So yeah. what is it with us, Doug, that makes us insist that? I don't know. We just get told bacon, you know, you got to eat your bacon. <laughs> got to eat your steak. It's like, I don't know. I mean, the whole the whole act of cooking meat, you have, you know, women, men stay out of the kitchen except when they're grilling, right? right. Like that's right. kind of the yep. the thing that we're taught, right? And uh, And grilling involves meat and bacon. <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of an American. I mean, I guess, I guess, obviously, other people grill, but uh, who knows? Good, good question. I've never really thought about mm -hmm. that as an American thing, but who knows? All right, um, Garuda Legends says hello three times. Hello to Garuda Legends. Good to see you back in the Plant Based Morning Show. Um, Leslie's watching us on the big screen while she rides her bike trainer. Leslie's always doing something. Can't just can't just listen. Drink a cup of coffee or something. Got to be got to be doing something. Uh, Doug just froze in a weird position. Okay. No, it's like getting real big oh, on the well, big screen. Okay, well, it, it froze uh, while you were doing that. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and Big Media X Claw says, we've been pumped with ads for the last 40 years about how hamburgers and meat are manly. Yeah, I was thinking that mm -hmm. sort of thing, that maybe it had been marketed as an American thing, that burgers and things, these are American foods, and we want to be we want to be American men. I don't know. Who knows? Um, all right. Enough with that. On to the show. On to the real show. I forgot to get the noise machine set up, so maybe I can get that going while we're while we're talking here. Um, 
yeah, let's. I guess we should jump in. Anything else, Doug? Before we before we jump into this weather report? No, I don't think so. Let's do it. Okay. We, no sound. It looks like it's dead. All right. Uh, here we go. Your weather report. Tuesday, September. No, not September. Tuesday, February twenty seventh. Uh, oh, one more, one more radio thing, Doug. I heard Taylor Swift's. I almost don't ever listen to the radio. Um, in the car, but I drive my daughter to the bus stop when I go to the bus stop. It's it's literally like three hundred yards away. But I drive there <laughs> because I don't want to deal with anybody in the mornings when I you know have been up earlier than I should be up, and I just drive. But uh, they were saying today that Taylor Swift's dad was in trouble for some sort of assault on uh, on a photographer. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that bit? I saw the headline. I don't. Yeah. I think they were celebrating the end of the tour on a yacht, and he. I assume alcohol involved. I don't know, but the camera people got too close to her and security wasn't there. So he, he lashed out in some way. Anyway, I thought that's what you were going to tell me when you told me about the, the radio, but no. All right. Um, on to the weather report. Here we go. Um, last year, no, it might even been 2022. We talked about this. I could never go vegan documentary early days, plant-based morning show. And we both said, this doesn't seem like a winner. Uh, it's a, it's produced by Alicia Silverstone, and I think that's new. That was not – her name wasn't involved, I don't think, back then. Um, this thing didn't come out like it was supposed to in 2023. I thought they were going to air it at some sort of film festivals, and then no one heard anything. I Googled. I can't really find anything about it. Um, and now it's coming out finally. So I don't know what happened in the interim. They may have been working on Alicia Silverstone and got her. I'm not sure. Um, but what they're doing here is – talking about the perceived issues facing veganism, including fitness, aging, ethics, and the environment. And it's basically answering all the objections for why someone that someone might raise about why they could never go vegan. So this might work perfectly for your radio co-host or radio host uh, husband. We could tell him, could be. tell him that maybe he says it's not manly enough for me or it's too hard or the foods I love are not on it. Um, but anyway, what, what we said, at least I said this, I don't know if you did or not. I think you agreed um, that it's just not that exciting to watch a bunch of like answers to objections when only one of those is probably your objection. Like when, when there's a sales pitch, there's always the FAQ section and you scan down and you find your FAQ objection and then answers your problem. Uh, I don't know if anyone who's objects to the vegan diet for some reason is going to want to sit through a movie that goes down a list of all the objections and, and well, maybe, them off. maybe, maybe if your objection is dress, addressed, then you hear all these other objections and you're like, it just kind of dig, you know, like solidifies. Mm -hmm. But what if point. yours is but, at the end? But if yours is at the end, then yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, should we watch the trailer? I can yeah, throw it put up. put the trailer on. All right, let's do it. Roll a clip. Roll clip. Ready? I don't think many people grasp just how serious this is. All we see is what the industries want us to see. We're talking about, effectively, the collapse of Earth systems. Hello? Hi, Mum. It's Tom. I've got a quick question for you. Why did you raise me not eating meat? My name's Tom, and I've never eaten meat. But I can't seem to go a day without hearing from others about why they could never go vegan. Like vegans are malnourished. Climate change doesn't exist. Cheese, bacon, the food is bloody disgusting. B12, protein, animals are there for us to eat. Are these reasons justified? I need to know more. I think there is this big misconception around you can't be vegan and strong. What are you going to eat? You go gym, where are you going to get protein from? 
I stood on the Olympic podium just five months shy of my 40th birthday. I need to speak to the experts. Do you think the public have any idea what goes on in free-range farms? In meat-eating cultures around the world, um, people learn to classify right, a small handful of animals as it's edible. Like issues to do we'll with the use um, of other animals. The you get the you get the idea. All right, so I mean, I think that my objection before is still rings true here, which is similar to what you were saying. Is is that? Uh, or my fear about this documentary is that, you know, you, you have the game changers that's like focused on the athlete and like addresses that pain point for people. You know, can you be fit and be a vegan mm -hmm. uh, or, or is veganism going to make you even fitter and, you know, a better athlete? Uh, you have the climate change ones, cowspiracy, you have the, uh, the factory farming animal rights stuff um, in a number of videos and so, or documentaries. And so like trying to do all of it all in one um, tends to, tends to make it hard for people to get excited about, I think, because mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, they, not, they might be excited about one and not the other and it's just yep. too many issues. So, I mean, that, that's my fear, but you know, I kind of think this is good though. Like if you have somebody who is a skeptic and, mm -hmm. um, and you know, maybe has a couple of objections, then, you know, let them watch the video and, or let them watch the doc and maybe it'll kind of address a bunch of them. So yeah. I, you know, I kind of like that this is taking a different approach and, and really, talking about the, all the, all the main objections, putting them all in one place mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and trying to convince people that way. So I'm, yeah. I like it. No, it seemed, yeah, it seemed kind of good. That was not, uh, that, that like an entertaining film, perhaps better than I thought based on the description. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey points out that perhaps it'll be a resource for vegans to be able to come back and people argue. And that probably is how these films take off. It's not from, you know, a bunch of carnivores saying we're going to flock to this film. It's that the vegans watch it and they tell people about it and, you know, they share it with other vegans. And that's probably enough for a movie to be successful or a documentary to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then they obviously recommend it to people as well who aren't vegan. Uh, but yeah, it looks okay. I mean, that's not bad. I don't, uh, I don't think we got to the part in the, uh, in the preview there, but they, they, they address the, uh, the free range, you know, farm. Mm -hmm. um, they mentioned and how, how, you know, how bad that even that is for, for animals and, yeah. Uh, you know, what, what's considered free range. And, and I think like that kind of stuff is important for people to hear because so many people, and you know, I can't fault anybody for this, um, are like, yeah, I'm really intentional about trying to get, you know, free range, free range meat or, yeah, you know, right. stuff to avoid some of the like traditionally factory farm stuff, but it's all, you know, it's all terrible. There's very little difference. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good point. Uh, all right. Garuda says, uh, says, I am somewhat of a movie buff. I love learning new things about Garuda. Movie buff. <laughs> I, can't, just, I don't know why. Just like, like putting together this, piecing together this picture of a, of a life. Uh, I'm somewhat a movie buff. I watch any vegan movie. I've seen Dominions. So that's surprising because Garuda is not vegan and vocally not vegan. Um, perhaps, though, it's due to his crush on Alicia Silverstone. She looks good nowadays, he says. And she's vegan. There you go. That's what, that's what a vegan diet. Gets you. She's she's been a long time. She's one of these celebs who is who is not not just like uh, you know flavor of the week diet. Yeah, whatever. She's she's been a long time. Um. All right. Good. So yeah, that that seems all right. Um, that, that, that doesn't seem like a bad movie. Uh, teachers, this looks oh. good to me. I'll watch it. Britters. That's the thing. People don't do their research. I think free range is a place full of happy chickens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, they mentioned that Dr. Melanie Joy, who's, I think, an ethicist, writes some books, 
Dotsie Bausch, we heard her Olympic silver medalist. She talked a minute in that in that trailer. Uh, and then a bunch of like Irish people. And I think that narrator guy is Irish. Dr. Alan Desmond, Dr. Gemma Newman. I don't know for sure that they're Irish, but they're from the UK. And the happy pair, all these people from UK. Uh, all right, good. So there you go. Uh, new movie to watch. And that comes out, I think, I think it's like March 12th and 14th or something. No, April 19th is when it debuts across cinemas in UK and Ireland. So hopefully we'll be able to get it here somehow if it gets to Netflix or something. Um, all right, next up, American Heart Association has published a, a, a study based on UK data. I don't know quite why that happened, but uh, but they did. And it's connecting the the food environment that one, I guess, lives in with the likelihood of developing heart disease or heart failure. And it found that people who lived within a one-kilometer distance of 11 or more ready-to-eat food outlets had a 16% greater risk of heart failure compared with those who had no ready-to-eat food outlets near their home. Um, and then they found some more demographic things as well, like being close to gyms and other facilities. So that's kind of interesting that just being near a place is enough. And it's not really that surprising. I think, I think not nowadays, I don't think that I'm just like, there just aren't really any options to eat fast food, but that would have affected me along before I was vegetarian and vegan. Like, I think I did, if I had fast food within walking distance, I definitely would have gone to it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Let's say, especially in a city, if you're like walking by places mm -hmm. home from work or home from school or whatever, you walk by a Froyo place, you want to eat that Froyo every day, you know? Right. That's, that's how it works. All right. Uh, next up, a little bit of good news for the vegan world, I think. Uh, Unilever brand Briars, who makes, you know, those ice cream tubs that I think a lot of people used to buy when they were not vegan. Um, they've launched a new lactose and cholesterol-free product made with animal-free whey protein. This is the protein from Perfect Day, uh, and that is the company that does the precision-fermented animal free waste of I thought perfect day had gone out of business like California performance co. Uh, when, when I don't know, maybe perfect. No, perfect day is the parent company. I didn't think that they spun off their, their, uh, right. Their, their individual brands to focus on exactly this. So they got rid of brave robot ice cream, for example, but now they are partnering instead with Briars. So now it appears that that strategy is working. Um, because Briars is a big, big time brand. Uh, they say it's identical to cow's way, offering lower environmental impact. No claims about health improvements because it probably wouldn't be any. It's a molecularly equivalent molecule that they are making without animal products. Um, this I was wondering just from this article from Vegconomist if it actually was vegan or not, because just because they're using the whey protein doesn't mean that they wouldn't they wouldn't also include casein or regular milk or whatever. But no, it's mm. it is it doesn't say vegan, but the the link to the website says something about without animals or animal free ice cream or something like that. So they, they don't say vegan, uh, but they definitely say animal free. You know, I'm looking at the Briars website now. They have um, carb conscious, gluten-free, lactose-free, non-dairy, GMO, no sugar added. Uh, they have several different variations of ice cream. That is a lot <laughs> of uh, yeah health things. And yeah, there's also non-dairy with oat milk. So this is now... Mm -hmm. So I guess yeah, you, can't, you can't call the perfect day non-dairy. That's that's because it is. It still will cause mm -hmm. a dairy reaction in somebody not lactose because it doesn't have that um but if you're sensitive to dairy for certain reasons you know it, it, this will still set you off potentially so, it'll so be who's gonna be excited about this who's gonna be excited about animal free whey ice cream yeah i vegans? don't know i mean the vegans would probably but people i think it's a little bit of a hump to get over with this trying this stuff people at first say i don't want this it's too similar to the mm -hmm. real thing makes my stomach upset uh 
but yeah, a good question. I don't know. Will people who like, cause you're not getting a health benefit from it. So you get, you get cruelty and you get environment benefits and that's good. I mean, cruelty, you know, cruelty freeness and environmental, but yeah, good question. Who, who will be excited about this? Cause it'll probably I, be more expensive. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. And it just like, it's competing with all these other Briars brands aside from all the other rice cream brands yeah. to, for the shelf space. So who knows uh, how they'll, where they'll sell it or to who hmm. good point. All right, Garuda says, uh, why do scientists really believe I will eat their lab food when anyone can put it under a microscope and prove it is not identical? I don't know if that's the case here. I don't. I think under the microscope, it, that's what it means, that it is identical. Um, it doesn't mean to me yet that it's just as healthy or you know comes without risks um, because it's a different process that's brand new. But uh, I don't know. I think when it's molecularly equivalent, it actually is going to be identical. Kelly Kay's had the oat milk version. It's good, but a little too sweet. Um, all right, good. So there's that's the Breyers news. Good, though. I mean, we, we hear all this stuff about vegan shrinking, vegan market shrinking, but this is good. Uh, okay. Mayor of UK city of, I guess it's Worcester. It's not Worcester, is it? Doug, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. -E wish Stephen was here. He could tell us. Worcester. I think it's Worcester. Worcester. Uh, Announced that meat will no longer be served at council receptions, which are held in the mayor's parlor after long meetings to offer refreshments to councilors. Um, yeah, he, he said he's, he wants to raise awareness of the lower carbon footprint of plant-based diets. Of course, uh, there's it's attracted protests from one conservative councilor who said, Alan Amos is his name, and he said that uh, the decision was discriminatory against meat eaters, went against the council's equality and diversity policy. So that's not good. Uh, but I had to wonder, Doug, why haven't uh, why hasn't Black Mountain done anything like this? I mean, this is a simple change to enact for a city that I think prides itself on being eco-friendly and uh, progressive. Mm -hmm. Has this been discussed? <clears throat> well, because because we don't have council receptions. You have no uh, events for your little group. Oh yeah, in our no, circle meetings, we do, have, we do have events. There's food. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I could push for it. You could. Will Maybe you? I should. Will you? Maybe. You ever push for anything like halfway controversial, or you just kind of keep it keep it close? And don't want to. Don't oh yeah, no. There's plenty of people who uh, who think I'm a controversial. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Tell me something. Tell me a nice controversial thing. No, you no, push no. For. We're not getting into. <laughs> we're not getting into all that stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but I, I have not pushed for anything vegan. I, I will say that. Okay. But plenty of environmental stuff. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not sure that you should push for something vegan. I think think that might make it hard to get reelected. So. <laughs> uh, all right, people are saying it's Worcester. Mr. Jeffrey says no cholesterol is a good selling point for some. I'm sure. So that's a good point. You can make the that is a good point. But I mean, couldn't they just? I guess I don't know. Does does regular skim milk have cholesterol in it? Because this whey doesn't have fat in it. It's just whey protein. I mean, maybe there's a small amount, but like mm. whey. I, I mean. They're getting the fat from somehow somewhere, and I would think that that they, I don't know, who knows? I guess it's all plant ingredients, so there's no cholesterol. Yeah, maybe maybe people will care about that. Scott says that his local stores just started carrying board cow, which is the milk made with Perfect Day's process. Huh. Oh, okay. And they just started, so that's I don't know. I don't know if board cow is their brand, Perfect Day's, or if it's uh, some new one that they've partnered with. But that is news to me. So. Um, I'll check that out. All right, good. And lastly, South Korea's Ministry of Food and Drug Safety, the KFDA, sounds like a uh, West Coast radio station, 
has announced that it has opened an application process for the approval of cultivated meat after implementing cultivated food regulations. So that's kind of cool that they are welcoming that, looking for that. And I think that's good. I think I think Asia Asia uh, and, and protein is going to be an issue unless they come up with ways that use less land to make it. So that'll be good. Uh, okay, there we go. There's your weather report. That's the news. Satisfied, Doug? Off to a good start the week so far? Yeah, pretty good. Usually those Tuesday episodes are jam-packed with hard-hitting weather reports. Yeah, there wasn't a lot, but there is this news <clears throat> that we've got to talk about now is more hard-hitting. Uh, All right. Well, two articles today. <clears throat> we got two. One of them is rather quick, and the headline caught my attention from the Independent, the UK publication, says health warning issued for vegan cheese as government urged to act. So right away, something uh, seems amiss there because I thought the health warning meant that the government was was acting. <laughs> and then it turns <laughs> out that uh, they're being urged to act by a group that has issued the warning and and wants the government to do something. Uh, it's about how much salt is in your cheese. It's actually not all about vegan cheese. Um, they found that, uh, as the Daily Mail put it, uh, some brands of cheese have five times are five times saltier than a portion of McDonald's fries. Uh, they say how cheese can be five times saltier, and supposedly healthy vegan ones are the worst offenders. So that is that is sort of the the um, what steals the show here is that the vegan ones have like ten percent more in general than regular cheddar, ten percent more salt, um, I guess ten percent more sodium, and that's the news when they have supposedly this health halo where people assume they are healthier, uh, but they have just as much saturated fat in many cases and more sodium. So that's the that ends up being the <clears throat> story. Uh, but it's true of the cheese in general. And they're talking about brand cheeses versus store brand cheeses and saying brand name cheeses tend to have more sodium. Um, but that it's a bad thing. They don't like they don't like the sodium and they want the government to to act. The you know, the it, the study was done by a group called or what were they called? Um like salt free <laughs> right, yeah. uh, action action on salt. Yeah, this is an anti-salt <laughs> lobby here, <clears throat> which I didn't know there was such a thing. But right, um, where's that? At? Where are they getting like funding? I wonder. Like who, uh, who would who would be so passionate about that? Because it's it's not like know. it's a vegan or non-vegan thing, right? They're they're calling out all the cheeses here, and yeah, and they're saying the vegan ones are the worst. So it's not like it's a vegan group who's saying cheese is bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe people who who really believe it is behind a lot of health issues, which perhaps it is. Um. I mean, definitely it is. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so you shared you shared two links, two different, you know, so Daily Mail and then the Independent. Um, and both of them, you know, the headlines are about the vegan cheese, which, you know, I mean, I guess is, is true. I mean, it is 100% true that the, the of the ones that they studied, the vegan cheese were the worst or had the most sodium. But really, I mean, the whole, the study seems to be calling out everybody. And so... Right. <laughs> Just it an is. opportunity for people to, yeah, that's that's what jump it is. I mean, if, vegan train. right? I mean, if the if the yeah, if the salt content is way higher than potato chips or or uh, McDonald's fries, and it just so happens that the vegan brands are ten percent higher than that, but we're talking about five times the number of the amount of salt as McDonald's fries, uh, then yeah, it's a, it's a cheese problem, not a vegan cheese problem. I'm not here to say that right. the vegan cheese is healthy because it's certainly not, and and maybe worse than the regular cheeses. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, they just kind of jumped on the vegan thing, of course, cause that's what's, that's what people do right now while the vegan, uh, things are, are kind of suffering. 
Uh, at the end of the health one, they made some comments here. Uh, the Action on Salt Committee. They said each gram per day reduction in population salt intake saves more than 4,000 premature deaths per year. And that's that's uh, Department of Health and Social Care stat. Um, but Action on Salt said that the level of salt in some of these products is simply unnecessary and completely undermines the work of some more responsible businesses. Uh, and they said the government do little to help the public in reducing their salt intake and should force the food industry to use much less salt in their products with strictly enforced target. Doug, what do you think? Should they... Should the government force food groups, food manufacturers to use less salt? No. No? <laughs> no. But you love when the government forces people to do things. Oh, yeah, of course they do. I love good uh, government <laughs> overreach. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Um, but uh, no, no, no. I mean, you know, you got to make your decisions. Of course, like, this is, should be a consumer thing. <laughs> Yeah, the government can help educate for sure. And they mm -hmm. I think the requiring of certain labeling laws, which by the way, we might talk about tomorrow because Chris Van Tulliken, the guy who wrote Ultra Processed People, is now advocating for that uh, that black octagon system where they put the big thing that, that has worked in, I think, Chile, um, mm -hmm. that kind of labeling. So that's kind of an interesting thing that's happening now and potentially in the UK. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's probably what the government's role is. But let make help people know that this has a ton of salt and that salt is bad for you. But, yeah, but, but like, like, where do you stop with that? Because, right, I know, it's hard. you know, because, well, I mean, not like the, like regular cheese, right? Probably has a few things that should get called out and not just the salt, but, you know, maybe a lot of fat, maybe a lot of, uh, maybe it's ultra processed, you know, depending on the cheese, maybe, right. you know, all kinds of issues, right? So, like, is salt really the, the biggest offender to uh, a big block of cheese? Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I do think it's probably one that has a good chance of getting, uh, like, I don't think there's too many people who are huge fans of salt, who are saying, right? whereas whereas if you get the vegans fighting against the paleos or whatever, mm. I feel like salt's more universal, and I don't think there's too much controversy that salt is bad for us. Uh, I know some people will, will say that it is, or sorry, that it is that it is fine for you. I've heard that before. Um and I think in small amounts, obviously, it's a natural thing. But um, I don't know. I just I think the science is probably more clear that large amounts of salt are bad. But I don't really know. It's a good question. Where do you stop? How do you draw the line um, when you're going to start labeling stuff? But I, I think we can we can get some tea, some stuff out of the data. I know some general big picture trends or big picture things that can help or hurt our health. And that's what that system is good for. Mm -hmm. All right. We, we, lots of comments here. I don't know if we want to go through all of them, but uh, Kate Rivercat says there's definitely too much salt in the sad diet, but government has too much, uh, has much bigger priorities. Vegan Stallion, I recommend Morton's Light Salt is a 50-50 blend of salt and potassium chloride. You literally can't yeah, tell the difference. Yeah, I can tell the difference. I don't like that stuff. We have two things of it in our in our pantry that no one's eating because we don't like it that much. Um, mm. it's, also, it. it's also not like, it's not like potassium just suddenly just gets around whatever the problems are like it, it brings its own problems when you start consuming large amounts uh dr mm -hmm. gregor has some stuff about that so i'm not a huge fan but it's worth it's worth trying like if you were if you had to cut salt out of your diet or, or drastically cut it um that would be a decent substitute but if you're not if that's not your goal then yeah i'm sticking with the real thing alex turton asks is anyone eating oh i hit it is anyone eating uh, any form of cheese as a health food it seems like a luxury item already rather than a common forms rather than mm -hmm. the common forms of sodium. I think people do eat cheese for health. Maybe not vegan cheese, but 
I think people. I don't eat. know. Do people think it's healthy? I think they probably some some do. I mean, I think people eat like, you know, like I can I, I can picture family members having an apple slice with a with you know some a little slice of cheese with it. Having that be yeah. you know a healthy snack. You're right. Good point. And I think uh, I saw string cheese was in the list of the average salt and fat content of cheeses in the Daily Mail's article. And that was just mm -hmm. behind plant-based. I think when kids give their kids, when parents give their kids a string cheese for their lunch, I think they mm -hmm. think that's sort of the healthy, a healthy mm -hmm. snack they're giving Pro protein, milk. Um, yeah. Calcium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess people do think of that as a health food. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Jeffrey says here, I feel like cheese isn't the right fight. It's needed for the cheese making process. Is it not? I think that's probably true, but I'm sure it also gets added a lot. Uh, in sort of UPF fashion to get people to eat more and, and to sell more of it. Uh, just a guess. Uh, it's like saying there's too much salt in pickles or soy sauce. The thing is, I think there is too much salt in those things, right? Like it's, it's <laughs> those are important. I mean, obviously it's essential to, to the, the process, but I mean, fermented foods are often criticized for being so salty. Uh, so like mm -hmm. it is a problem why you don't want to eat too much of those things. And same with soy sauce. They may come with health benefits, but that's kind of a drawback that would prevent you from eating a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. Well, and they make low salt soy sauce. Yeah, but it's not that much lower. It's like one third less. Oh, is it? Is that right? Yeah, I mean it's something, but it's that's still still salty. So, is there a lot of salt in pickles? I didn't know that. I think yeah, I mean real ones that are fermented for sure. I don't know about mm. like the fake ones, but yeah, I think so. Hmm. All right, so there you go. There's your cheese update. It's not only vegan cheeses that are that are uh, bad for you. It seems. Um, and let's, this one, here's our here's our headliner, which I put in the title of the show to hope to get some YouTube clicks. So, Doug, this better be the thumbnail of our YouTube video. <laughs> uh, the headline is from plantbasednews.org. The king of carnivore diet admits he doesn't know the long-term effects. So when I saw king, in quotes, I figured this meant liver king. Uh, ah. But it's not. It's Sean Baker, whose name I do know, but not really very well. I don't follow any of those carnivore types. Um Anyway, he, he debated our friend Garth Davis on some sort of show. It was like a two-hour-long debate, and I don't like debates. I didn't watch that at all, but I did watch this little clip from Dr. Matthew Nagra, who I see him a lot, um, and he's he's got a little clip here. Doug, are you able to pull that one up and play that bit? Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, no, keep no, no rush. Um, yeah, and so so the here, what happened is they had this debate. Uh, the clip that... that Dr. Nagra shares is very short and it's, it's him basically saying, no, I don't know the long-term effects of this. I don't know if it's going to help, you know, prevent disease or actually increase the rate of it. Uh, and he sort of brushed past that. And then apparently at some other point, which I don't think this is in the, the clip, but plant-based news has it. Uh, they say that he, he says in the debate that social media is kind of for entertainment purposes only in many ways. And so the implication here is basically that, he doesn't really know if this is healthy for the long term, but his social media has a bunch of things where he'll flash up, or it, this Matthew Nagra flashes up a bunch of studies and things that uh, this Sean Baker guy shares that kind of imply that that it is healthy for the long term. Um, and so, the, so they're saying, "Come on, like, how are you doing this? How are you irresponsibly telling people this is this is good for them and and maybe even good for their long term health when it's not? When but they're going to listen to you and they're going to think it is." Like, how, how are you doing that? And he basically says, it's, it, this is for entertainment. This is, I don't really expect people to to implement this stuff or whatever. Um, which I guess you have to say that if you, if you are caught in this situation. 
So I don't know. It's just, I mean, this, and the thing is, I'm sure, I'm sure influencers on the vegan side do the same thing. It's not only carnivores, uh, but I don't know. This is, this is a big problem with the influencer kind of world. Definitely. I mean, we see it, we see it across any of these. I mean, it's not just carnivores, right? I mean, it's any of these kind of health um, yeah. influencers, you know, of course there are good ones too. Like, don't, I'm not trying to say all influencers are bad, but um, you know, just the like skewing information, misleading uh information go outright lying scare tactic stuff just to get the clicks get get the views and shares and uh and they don't you know honestly most of them probably don't believe it and uh and i'm not saying this guy doesn't believe in his carnivore diet he might um but uh there's yeah. there is risk in, in telling everybody to do this thing that is is clearly untested and unstudied in the same way as most most diets are yeah, right. It, it is risky. And I mean, I, it's one thing to say this is really helpful for short term health. And, and a lot of carnivores are reporting that. And I, and I don't doubt that like you would you, you might get some health benefits when you switch over. And I think when you switch from any one diet pattern to another, yeah. often some of some benefits appear right away, whereas some of the problems take longer to show up like deficiencies and things. Uh, but whatever might have been missing from your diet, you know, immediately rushes in when you change completely 180 degrees. And then I think you start feeling better. So I, I wouldn't doubt that people feel better or even have improved health in some way in the short term. Um, but to sort of imply that in the long term, it's really healthy when you don't know that, uh, that's, that's kind of the problem for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Gregory Green says the signal to noise ratio on social media is terrible. The more extreme the diet, <clears throat> the more shady the info and the more cult-like it appears. Definitely yeah, right. And I have thought about this a whole lot um, because we've been working on this book and this is one of the topics that has been discussed a lot in it. Um, and it's, it's, it's an overwhelming problem. Like it, like the incentives are completely misaligned. It's a, it's a race to get, get clicks and the more extreme stuff wins and the, the stuff that is kind of time tested and proven that's, that's too boring to make it. Uh, it's just not going to reach most people's, you know, eyes in, in their feet. So, um, it, it is a real problem. Um, all right, Doug, can you can you play this thing? Yep, let's okay. do it. Here's a clip from a recent debate between vegan doctor Garth Davis and carnivore doctor Sean Baker. I don't know. I, I, I will say I don't know if, if my diet is going to make somebody live longer. I don't know if it's going to either prevent or increase the likelihood of some disease because we just don't have the data that shows that. As one of the biggest proponents of a carnivore diet, Sean clearly states that he actually doesn't know if this is going to lead to good or poor health outcomes in the long term. I would argue that it's likely to increase risk of colorectal cancer and cardiovascular disease compared um, to many diets out there yeah, just based on prior research on red meat. But what I really want to focus on here is that he still recommends it despite not even knowing if it'll be healthy in the long term. And he continuously puts out information like this and this and this and this. I can keep going. Okay, I'll stop after this one. So he puts this out on social media, presumably to suggest that a carnivore diet may be healthy or at the very least that red meat is unhealthy. But later in the debate suggests that his social media is just for entertainment. It's one of your more recent videos here. Um, and you don't need to go <laughs> into right. like a full so thing. I'll just put the caveat. But the, I am the, the social media is kind of for entertainment purposes only in many ways. You know, I mean, I'm, but anyway, what am I saying here? I don't know which. But my big issue with that is that there's no way he doesn't right, know that good. people are going to take what he says and actually implement it into their lifestyle. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, exactly at the end there, right? That's, that is the problem, right? He, he says this is right. for entertainment purposes, but like it's, it, it sure doesn't look that way when you look at the, the social media stuff he's sharing. It seems like he's saying this is good for you. And he's a doctor. Uh, they're saying orthopedic doctor. 
uh, Scott Mahalan says he thinks. Um, so yeah. And Alex certain says that changes things. If he's a doctor, right. Then it becomes somehow more irresponsible to be giving this sort of health advice that now we're saying is just for entertainment purposes. Um, yeah. The thing is though, here's the thing I'm sure for, I didn't search for this. I would imagine, you know, the carnivore crowd could find things that Dr. Garth Davis said and be picking that apart with their own articles, um, and saying what, whatever that he admitted, who knows, um, perhaps hopefully it's not nearly as, as egregious as this. And cause I think Dr. Garth Davis is pretty, uh, pretty smart and responsible. Um, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of happy this comes to light and it's good to hear him admit this because then, then it gets, you know, reason to write an article and spread this around. But like, what, what is newsworthy about this? We, we all knew that the carnivore diet didn't have any long-term data on it, good or bad, right? Cause no one's studied, it's a brand new thing and no one's tried to do this uh, at least not in the past thousands of years. Uh, mm -hmm. so like we already knew that there was, that there was, that nobody knows whether this is good or bad for you. And we already know that, he's promoting this and saying things implying that maybe it is healthy in the long term. Uh, I mean, what's, what's new I, that just that he's, that he admits that he doesn't know it, that he doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it is new. I think it's just, uh, I think it's shocking to say the quiet part out loud, right. That, um, you know, this is the guy who, uh, is the author of the car, like literally the book called carnivore diet. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and, you know, and he's admitting publicly that he doesn't really know what it does to your long-term health. Um, and that, you know, that a lot of the stuff he puts out on, on Instagram is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Only. So that part, that part that's, is significant. That's a pretty big admission, I think, you know? Um, and, uh, mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, like you said, it's not new. Everybody knew that, or most people knew that, but I think that there are probably a lot of people who, who don't know that and who watches stuff and, um, and think, well, you know, here's this authoritative guy who has credentials and is uh, is telling me that it's it's healthy and it's good, and and I'm going to listen to him because it works for you know whatever narrative I'm telling myself. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, couple comments here. Uh, Garuda Legends is the oldest people to live are meat eaters on an omnivore diet. I don't see his point as a vegan doctor other than to gaslight other vegans thinking they can live longer than meat eaters. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like, I agree with that. The fact that the oldest people to live do eat omnivorous diets, but they eat really small amounts of meats. If you look, I mean, I'm talking about the blue zones cultures, very low amounts of meats compared to, uh, even a typical American, much less a carnivore who's eating only meat and shunning the plant foods, which how do they avoid like scurvy? Cause I think you, you get that if you don't eat vitamin C, I don't understand how maybe they did take multivitamins or something. Um, or, or maybe that maybe that takes a few years to come and it just hasn't really yet. I don't know. Um, let's see. Mr. Jeffrey says that uh, he's covering his butt legally while taking advantage of the fanfare. I think Dr. Matt Frazier, MD, should make an official statement. Should I <laughs> should I put on? I got the white coat on today. Should I should I make such a statement? <laughs> or should your, I or should your I lab coat? Should I make it clear that I'm not a, a medical doctor in any way? Uh, I mean, I, I would probably make it clear that Matt Frazier is not a medical doctor. <laughs> and that this right. is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, <laughs> yes. Not health advice. This, this is that, for sure. Gregory Green, the number of doctors on social media making speculative claims is a huge problem. It completely taints the profession from a public point of view. Yep. And and this I like this quote from Guru Legends. It says, carnivore doctors and vegan doctors are both delusional. People on an omnivore diet is the healthiest and will always live longer staying away from processed food. I don't know about the second part, maybe, but 
I and I'm not gonna say that all the doctors are delusional, obviously, who promote vegan diets or maybe even carnivore diets. I don't know much about it. Uh but but people who are influencers of the extremes, you get a whole lot of people who are who are maybe maybe they do understand exactly what's going on, but their incentives are are the wrong ones. They they're doing stuff for attention and the stuff that gets attention is the most extreme. So you get pushed to these these uh these poles and that's what happens. So I don't you know, I've been saying that for a while. I think I think like I like the blue zones thing. I think it's I think it's good. I think a lot of people can can do that. And if you don't have the ethical thing that's making you want to not eat animals, um you know, that seems like, as you said at the beginning of the show, like this, that seems like a diet people could, could, could come around on even the, even the radio host's, uh, husband, like, you know, you still get to have some of your meat a couple times a week or whatever, but, but not all the time. Can you put your butter on your pop tart? Uh, no, you can't do that, but you can, well, I mean, you can't eat that on a carnivore diet either. Obviously that's no pop tart. I didn't know that. Grownups still ate pop tarts. That was the bigger <laughs> surprise to me. That was the bigger surprise to me that. I... <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's why vegan was out of the question to someone like that. I mean, it's just... Mr. Jeffrey says, uh, "Funny enough, eating raw, nearly raw meat can prevent scurvy." So there you go. That's why. Oh, they don't... okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, and I love this quote from Britters. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on social media. I think that. Uh... <laughs> yep. That perfectly sums up this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, that's good. I think uh lively, lively show today. Like the topic. Um that's it, I guess. Anything else, Doug, before before we we pause till tomorrow? No, thanks everybody for coming. Great attendance today. Live. Hey, we're at 31 people right now on, yeah, uh, on the we live. Were at that's good. Four or something earlier. Oh, really? Um, Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Smash that like button. Leave yes, a comment. We... Uh, head over to the um, Outlier Health Podcast on all of your your uh, podcast platforms. Subscribe, leave us a review, all that stuff. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. By the way, you can tell uh, Alexa to, to play the Outlier Health Podcast now, and that will it'll do it. It'll give you this. Ooh, there you go. Yep, very good. All right, again, smash the like button. Look, we made the title "Carnivore King Admits to uh, Unknown Risk" or something like that. Um, so if you smash the like button, that we that message gets gets out there. The carnivores will show up. They'll debate in the comments, but at least we get this uh, get the headline out there. It's a good thing. Good thing for the plant based people. Garuda's not going to be smashing the like button. I don't think today. But anyway, no, I don't think so either. But anyway, we like you showing up, Garuda. So, so please, please keep on coming. And coming. All right. Have a good day, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Goodbye.